Moving on to the last two casinas. Wind, air, and fire. So wind is interesting. Very different from earth, water, and fire. Think about it. You can't see it. So it's a very different idea of casino. If you recall the first two casinas, the earth casino and the water casino, they were bounded. So you actually took material like clay and put it in a circle and had a little boundary around it so you could articulate it, keep your the eyes focused on that material. And the outside bound would be a different color. Water was bounded by a bowl and falls into place very nicely. So it's very amenable to sight. The air, though, cannot be seen. So we can contact it, though, in two ways. One is by touch. Of course, you know what, what it means. This also includes the breath meditation. So breath meditation is known only by touch, and it's unique in that sense. Air meditation is known two ways. One, by touch, and two, by what it moves. So you can actually have a visual cue or a, something that will trigger the sign of air by watching trees swaying in the wind, anything that is swaying, moving because of wind. So after you establish yourself in this air casino, then when you visually see things that are moved by the wind, you will also have a recurrence of the nimitta of the air casino. So it's different than all the others. It's more or less abstract. There are a couple of other casinas which we won't be dealing with in this retreat, but they are abstract casinas. And that is space itself and consciousness. So these are something that you can't see. You can bring your mind towards space and you can experience your own consciousness, etc. But they're not visual elements. So air is something, it's kind of in the middle between form and the formless. So this we refer to form as the first four, what do we call jhanas, the first four steps of uh, samadhi. There are deeper and deeper elements to it. The first four jhanas are called the form jhanas, rupa. Rupa meaning form. And they're established on these colors and natural elements. And then beyond that, or aside from that, perhaps not beyond it, but aside from that in a different realm are these formless type of jhanas. Air, very interestingly, participates slightly of, of the arupa, the formless as well as the form. So we get a, a very direct impression of air. And one way to do it, 
especially in modernity, we can easily have controlled air to work with this. In the time of the Buddha, if you read the instructions in the commentaries, how the monk develops the air casino. Well, the monk goes to perhaps a cave on the side of a mountain where air regularly is strong. The wind is strong there. And if he finds a crevice or a crack in the cave where the wind blows through, then he can sit in front of that that crack and air will blow in and he will develop this the sign, the, the experience of air, the mind-made experience of air. The mind-made experience of air follows the direct sensation of air on your cheek, on your face. And so that's quite a task to find that special cave and that special crack and hope that the air is blowing that day. So we're at a much greater advantage in modern times. You simply have a fan automatic fan and you direct it to your face and you can have a constant experience of air. So you can develop this of course outside as well on a nice windy day and if you develop there it's a little less constant and so forth but you you know what the effect is the emotional effect of going out of a stuffy place into the spring air feeling it hit your face. It's quite something. Children love to be out in strong winds. They like to lean against it and feel it against their face. Adults also can, uh, if you're uh, inclined to enjoy nature, then you can also experience this. The delight of air, especially fresh spring air. Maybe in cities where it's polluted, it will be not a desirable experience. But out in the country or in areas where it's not polluted, then it should be delightful. So the air casino is, in modern times, controllable through the fan. So you can go to a small enclosed space, a nice room, and take a fan with you, and there you can proceed to develop this. So it's the impression that we're trying to get the sign or the mind-made impression of this, and we're going to use it to sustain our attention. The post-impression of the air is something like if somebody gives you a kiss on the cheek, at the moment you have the kiss, it's one thing, and then afterwards, the feeling of the kiss, the emotional experience of the kiss remains with you for a while. That is the mind, that's the nimitta of a kiss, the, the mind-made nimitta of a kiss. This is the nature of the mind, and this is what we want to get to, is the mind is going to extract the element, the air element, and it's going to have it at its beck and call, so you don't have to have a fan or the outside wind. In order to generate that experience, you can have all kinds of imaginative experiences with air, it can more or less blow right through you. If you're in the right frame of mind, if your emotions are in the right frame, you feel that as light as air, now this is poetry, you're buoyant and light, and you can, if you're not 
troubled or burdened by the hindrances, you can feel that the air blows right through you. Your body itself becomes light, light as air. And this is the nature of each of these elements has a bodily correspondence to it. In the commentaries, now this is from uh, the 5th century onward, 5th century BC, and there's very little in the way of drastic changes for the next thousand years or so. They describe in the commentaries that one who cultivates one of these elements, for instance, the earth element, is able to walk on water. Isn't that interesting? And if you're a Western listener, perhaps a post-Christian listener, or even a Christian listener, you, you remember this phenomena of Christ walking on the water. I wonder what his uh, casino meditation was. <laughs> walking on water sounds impossible, but let us, if you're of the scientific nature and you doubt that such things can be done, then turn it into poetry that you feel that you are able to walk solidly in your ordinary physical experience. Your body, of course, is experiencing the world. Now, do you notice that under different conditions, you experience the world in uh, different ways through your body? So if you have been out sailing around or in a canoe all day long, and then you get off and walk on land, you will experience the land as moving because you've been in a, in a condition of moving. Now the land, of course, is solid, but you experience it as moving. And so your mind has absorbed a certain experience and transmits it to the body. So this element of earth is the element of solidity. The element of liquid, the water, is that one, they say, can dive into the earth, move through the earth. So this is, uh, I think the body, the impression of the body is very, liquid as if you were in water. And then the element of air is very light as if you were able to fly or levitate in some way. Your body feels able to take to the air. Now, this kind of thing happens and some of you will know what I'm talking about. Some days you feel very solid, some days you feel fluid and others you feel as light as air. And uh, this is the impression that the mind picks up from this exploration of these casinas. And so it is a personal reality. It is a subjective personal reality, which is as real as any. In modern times, we have this division between subjective experience and objective experience. We have scientific notions about things that are measurable and so one morning you step on the scales and it says 150 pounds and the next morning you step on the scale and it says 150 pounds. Well, you must be 150 pounds. But on the day when you first stepped on it, you were depressed and you felt like you weighed a ton. And the next day, everything worked out, that relationship, and you felt light as air. You felt like you hardly weighed a, a pound. And, but the scale didn't agree with you. So whose opinion are you going to accept? The scale's version of your weight or your personal, direct, subjective experience of your weight? 
the subjective one is the one you live in. So subjective reality is not to be dismissed. It's not merely subjective. It's not, as we say, uh, when you give your personal accounts of things, scientific or medical um, elements call that anecdotal. Your anecdote about your personal experience, and it's done very dismissively. But it's not, it shouldn't be dismissed. In some ways, that this is a very important that we don't dismiss our actual anecdotal experience of life. It is all we have. We will never experience what the scale experiences. We only experience what our body is. The other kinds of knowledge, scientific knowledge, are useful sometimes, but our direct personal experience is where we're at. So this is what I want to you to be completely aware that the talk, the kind of talk that I'm giving right now on these casinas and these elements is to take your subjective experience as primary. It's the most important thing. It's your life. And you can experience the reality of your body and your mind and the world around you in a number of different ways. And if you use your mind in certain ways, it will transform you, your body, and the world around you. So this air is important, this air element. And you can access it either through the breath, which is your little personal air that you can take with you, or you can use an external gadget like a fan. And then, of course, be aware, as I said before, when you practice any of these elements, when you encounter them, if you're focusing on them for many days, hours through the day and many days in a row, weeks in a row, sometimes months in a row, then you become highly aware that emerge from the environment around you. You will be highly aware of the slightest breeze. When somebody opens a door on the other side of a room, you will feel it. You will feel the slightest zephyr of wind in a room or outside on a balcony. And so be aware that this is uh, the nature of this practice. So air is a very amazing and curious thing. We can't do without it. We we breathe it. We can't go a few minutes without it. And we can learn to delight in it. Now, again, the purpose of these casinas is samadhi. It's the cultivation of stillness of mind and the diminishment of discursive activity. Too much thinking, the inner voice chattering, the wandering of the mind and the other thing, of course, which I mentioned before, is the, the diminishment or complete absence of the five hindrances, the five psychic irritants of greed, anger, agitation, sloth, and doubt. One of the things that the monk, the meditator, is encouraged to develop is solitude and the enjoyment of solitude. But what does the word solitude mean to them? 
So this then they define the word solitude. Solitude is achieved not when you're away from other people. It's achieved when you're away from the five hindrances. Solitude is achieved when the five hindrances have subsided, when craving, anger, agitation, sloth, and doubt have completely subsided. The mind is free from that, and the joy of solitude appears. And this is the solitude that is important. So this is like having being sweaty and uncomfortable and then finally coming home to a nice bath and getting into the bath right up to your neck and that ah feeling, that extreme uh, joy of total immersion in this. That is the elimination of the five hindrances. And what happens next is what's called noble silence. So some of you have been to retreats where there is no talking, and they quite often call this noble silence. However, that is the mere absence of people talking to you and you talking to people. That is really not noble silence. Noble silence is when you stop talking to yourself. That's true noble silence. So the benefits of these casino meditations are that the five hindrances subside and the harassments of that world subsides. You, your inner experience is a world unto itself. It's the important world. And you have entered into a experience of the inner world that is, is beautiful. And the first emotion that you experience when this, these hindrances subside is joy. And then this uncanny silence of the mind. The mind, you know, uh, ordinary person's mind can be terrible annoyance. People cannot stop talking to themselves even in the middle of the night. You will see, in fact, people speaking while they're asleep. They can't stop talking. This is unfortunate to be at the mercy of the speech element of the mind. And people don't know how to get away from it except to drown it out by even louder speech. So. One way to stop speaking to yourself is to listen to somebody else speak to you very loudly. So you watch, you watch movies or you listen to news broadcasts and so forth. And one of the reasons why, you may think you're just curious, but one of the reasons is that you get some uh, relief from your own inner voice. So notice that these casinas, these element casinas, don't have any intellectual element to it. There are other types of meditation that do require thought and analysis. But these do not, and they, they're very purposely for that, to reduce the amount of discursive activity that one has. So let's go on to the fire casino. Fire casino is cultivated just by looking at, at fire itself. And you can, of course, have a rather controlled fire as in a candle. So you can just watch a candle. Now, notice how natural this is. I hope that maybe some of you are very urban and have never actually sat in front of a fire. But most people have been out on a camping trip or, you know, around a uh, campfire roasting marshmallows or something. It's quite enchanting 
hours can go by staring at the fire. What is it about fire that is like this? You'll see in in very tony New York City apartments, somehow they managed to arrange gas fireplaces right inside these, these buildings because who doesn't like a fire? And we have all kinds of electric lights and still people love to light candles. When you go to uh, the, the high-class restaurants, you'll be candles on the table. Maybe when you take that, that luxurious bath, you light some candles. Dim the lights, light some candles. Why? Because of what it does to your mind. So the fire element is a beautiful casino. Very easy, very accessible to most people. Most people are instantly able to pay attention to the fire element. The earth element, like a clay disc, is hard to pay attention to. It's not very interesting. A bowl of water is also maybe a little more interesting. The air element is devoid of the sight factor, so it's truly just a, a feeling. It's, it's quite strong and it's quite easy to pay attention to. The fire element of all four of these is probably the most innately intriguing. It's something that you, it is very interesting to watch, to look at. However, we're going to, uh, of course, develop this mind-made flame. So we want to be able to internalize this. First, you're, you're staring at the candle or the fire, and then... You close your eyes and try to bring it to mind. And you focus your mind on this inner image of the flame. By the way, this is not the like a photographic afterimage. So when you stare at a yellow flame and you close your eyes, there'll be a little afterimage on your retina that will appear very vividly. Even if you're not a visual person, it will appear. That's not not good enough because it fades after a few minutes, that inner reverse image fades. Like the after image of a flash camera going off. You get this little blue light in your eyes, but it fades away. So it's not good enough. You can't sustain it long enough. So this is actually created by your mind by visualizing. Some of you are visuals and some of you are not. You don't really have that capacity. But you might be more inclined to the contact, the air contact. So there's no visual element to it. You can recall the lightness, the the airy quality of the breath or the air upon your face. So each of these have different kind of effects for different people. And you might want to explore all four of these casinas. The earth casina the water casino, the air casino, and the fire casino. And one or the other will be most appealing to you. How can you have a preliminary sense of this, whether you're an earth person, a water person, an air person, or a fire person? Think in your personal experience. What do you love to do? What is really moves you? What helps you when you go into nature? What do you like to do? Do you like to go by the river? Or do you like to go out on the land? Do you like to 
sit next to a large boulder? Are you comforted by a narrow valley where you're surrounded by the earth? Which element is your element? Are all four of them your element? So in, in the case, if, if all four of them are delightful to you, then you can, uh, you can pick from any of them. But if you have a predominant attraction to the earth, if, if going out on the farm in the back 40 is uh, just beautiful to you, sitting under a tree in the midst of the soil, going to, the, to a waterfall, to a river, to a lake, to the ocean, if that's what does it for you, if, you, if that's where you want to go on your holidays down to the ocean to, to feel uh, this, and, go, and you want to go swimming in it, um, just review in your mind, what are these basic elements that are healing for you, that uplift you, that cleanse you, that help you forget the politics of the office or the problems of your livelihood or these kind of things? What helps you in getting away from the, those kind of uh, persistent kind of annoying thoughts? And emotions, what, what cleanses you, what frees you from an argument, what frees you from worry, what frees you from doubt, which of these elements do it. So that would be the element that you would be inclined to. And it's too bad that you have to wait for your two-week vacation to go to the ocean in order to feel better. We want to internalize this. And we want it to be something that you can sustain, that you can find your way back to. Now, this takes work. This is not snap your finger and this happens. But it's worth it. And I, I talked about people's hobbies and the activities that they spend thousands of dollars on and thousands of hours in order to feel better. So these casinas are very simple and very easy to get, and they don't cost you any money, and you won't have to go anywhere to, to be able to process them except into a quiet room. Now, the fact is that this type of meditation requires withdrawal from uh, noise and distractions of sight and people. So this is best done in a quiet room by yourself, or out in nature. So the description that they give in the commentaries is that a monk would go find a solitary tree and make a kind of meditation arrangement around it, some proper place to sit, make sure that there's not a lot of animal noises around or disturbances of the environment. And that's where they're going to be able to completely immerse themselves in this kind of element. For modern people, uh, that's very nice if you can find yourself a nice, quiet place under a tree, very nice, but not all climate, climate places are suitable to be outside. The commentaries are in India in the 5th century BC or in Sri Lanka or someplace like this, very nice to be outside most of the year. If you're... If you don't have that opportunity, then find a room in, in your house that's quiet and removed and comfortable and 
arrange this situation so you can absolutely devote and focus your mind on this. This, uh, these element meditations are also somewhat difficult to do in a retreat setting. I have sometimes thought about giving casino retreats, but you almost need little booths with various of the elements in it, earth element, fire, water, etc. And this is not so conducive to group practice because you're not all doing the same thing at the same time. So it would require a kind of a very special environment for a retreat to do it, to give a group retreat on this. However, what we're doing now with this medium, these videos, is to allow you to have this opportunity kind of supported by others who also will take up these practices, but they won't be in the same room with you. So this is a practice that requires bodily solitude. Kaya Viveka. Kaya is the body. Viveka is solitude. Bodily solitude away from the sounds and distractions of people, of all the noises, smells, and all of these kind of things. You need a, need a very special environment for this. And then this needs to be undertaken over long periods of time. So, you know, I don't expect this to become a mass movement, but there's a lot of things that aren't mass movements that are still vital to humans. And it would be a shame that if the this knowledge is not available, that... Uh, People who actually have the capacity and the potential to do this had not encountered it. So I want to make it available as a, at least a source of information and an encouragement about how to do this, some of the aspects of this, and the encouragement to take it up in a serious way. Just the, the other little secondary reminder is that when you do this, you can expect some slight side effects from this. Just as, as I said, if you're out on a sailboat all day, when you get onto the dock, the dock seems to be bobbing up and down. When you go riding a horse for three hours, you get off and you can't walk very well anymore. <laughs> if you ski all day, now this I've noticed, skiers, after they get finish their day of skiing and they decide to drive home, they tend to drive as if they're skiing. And that's why you get a lot of car accidents from skiers driving home after a day on the slopes because you're still sort of jumping moguls and things like this. So these are after effects of this kind of, uh, these practices. Be aware of that. Don't be too over-concerned with it. This is the, the nature of the mind. The mind uh, takes over and swallows the body and the world. And this is good that we can do this. The world is not a is not a objective experience. It's a subjective experience. And your life is enhanced and enriched by using your mind in certain ways. And this is where the magic is in the mind. So I'll leave these uh, element meditations for today. And we will go on to color meditations, the color casinas in the next couple of talks. <laughs> 